0: All right, welcome to the Sports Mashup number 83, October 26, 2022. Beginning, of course, in the NBA, where Chris Paul, 37-year-old point guard for the Phoenix Suns, reaches the 11,000 career assist mark. And if I'm being honest, as a Suns fan, I did not want him to return this season, but the season is here. He's on the team. Got to roll with it. He's been solid. He's been okay. First game was was ugly. Second game was pretty ugly. But overall, you just got to you gotta roll with it. And, uh, you know, he's going to have a lot of milestones given how long he's played and how much he's played and how consistent he's been. I mean, the game that they're re-watching on TV now that
1: they played last night, they destroyed the Warriors.
0: They look good. They look good. Uh, they look a little bit more complete the last few games. I know they lost to Portland in the second game of the season, and they had to have a huge comeback against Dallas in the first game to beat them but they, they beat up on the Clippers. They beat up on the Warriors. They look a little bit more complete, maybe a little bit less reliance on one guy or two guys. I know Booker's been really good to start the season, but uh, they look a little bit more motivated, which I think is a good thing given the fact that their Game 7 performance that ended the season last year was all-time bad, so you'd hope that they'd be a little bit more motivated. It's pretty much the exact same roster with the addition of Damian Lee, and then obviously they're going to be trading Jay Crowder at some point, but it's been good, it's been good, but there's, it's very early. Like, the Lakers are terrible, as we all knew. The Jazz have been good, so that's a surprise, but uh, it's early. Uh, so the, what you're saying is they're the
1: complete opposite team of the Timberwolves. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say, yeah. So the only team they'd be is the Thunder. Yeah. And then now
0: you got Andy Edwards saying he plays better in a smaller lineup. Well, they just brought in Go Bears. So they got Go Bear in towns. I don't think they're going to have a smaller lineup anytime soon.
1: No, that's what he was complaining about exactly.
0: Yeah, that's in town. Towns called him out for eating Popeye's chicken or something. It's good stuff. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, hey, doing it every once in a while can't be that bad unless he's doing it like every day, then that'd probably be a problem. But and of course, it's going to take time for Gobert and Towns to actually work. Yeah, that was a bizarre move by Minnesota, though. Like, they gave up a ton for Gobert, like, way too much.
1: Uh, Last in the NBA, you had Tony Brown, NBA ref for 20 years, passes the
0: young age of 55. Yeah, I mean, that's sad news. Uh, Rest in peace, thoughts with his family, the NBA referee families and all that. Um, Sad news, no doubt, though. You know, when did he retire? Do we know? Did he retire? I didn't know if he had retired. Well, either way, uh, thoughts out to his family and others. Uh, moving along, never easy a transition from something like that. Uh, we'll go to the NFL, though, where Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore requested a trade, which, you know, I mean, it's kind of a weird situation in that he hasn't gotten the ball that much. Uh, but I don't, I don't think the Jets are ever going to be a team that is is throwing the ball 30 to 40 times a game if they're controlling the game or not down by a lot, because you look at the way that they can run the ball. I know that obviously Brees Hall has the torn ACL, but then they traded picks to get James Robinson from the Jaguars. So the Jets are a running team with a quarterback who has a lot of talent, but just is not there. Like he was not good against the Broncos. He hasn't been good this season yet. They're five and two. So I think that's the big factor. And I don't think they're going to trade more. Uh, I know that his role is a role that's kind of played by a Braxton Barrios or another guy that they can throw in the slot, but I don't think they're going to trade Elijah Moore. I don't think that was also
1: great right, happening right after Corey Davis requested a trade.
0: Uh, I think that that's right. Yeah. I would say that the Jets receivers are kind of frustrated that they're not throwing the ball a lot, but I, I mean, if you're going to win, they're a team that needs to be able to run the ball to win, and Brees Hall was great before he got hurt. So. I I could see them trading Corey Davis. I don't think that they'll trade Elijah Moore. No, and then I put on here, I didn't
1: know if Elijah Moore's request was after uh, Robbie Anderson
0: basically throwing a fit because of not getting targets and then being traded. Could be. Could be, but I don't think this is as legitimate as that. Uh, Just because the Jets are winning, and Elijah Moore is still very young, a great talent. He's like 24, so... I don't know what they would get for him, but uh, he also had the Chargers cornerback, J.C. Jackson, who they gave a ton of money to in the offseason. Out for the season, ruptured Patella Tendon. So, I mean, he was struggling. Like, he did not look good at all outside of Belichick's defense. So, either way, you don't want to see something like this, Uh, but he was not having a good season. So, we'll see if he can come back. That seems like that's something that's going to be hard to come back from. And the Chargers have thrown a lot of money around in the last couple of years, and they are still a team that gets a ton of injuries. You know, Rashawn
1: Slater. They also had another one, um, somebody else
0: get hurt, that was just uh, week to week. Joey Bosa's hurt. Uh, Rashawn Slater's out for the year. Keenan Allen's been hurt for most of the season. They are very much one of those injury-prone teams that doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. This is another one, so who knows? Let's hold off on your next one. Since it
1: was more breaking. Yeah. Uh, you had Christian McCaffrey get traded to the 49ers for draft picks, a second and a third or fourth in 2023, and a fifth in 2024.
0: Well, know. what I don't understand about this is that people are acting like the Panthers didn't get enough in return. We're talking about a guy who's an extreme talent, there's no doubt. He's played 17 games in the last three seasons. And you expect them to get a first for him, especially when the Niners and the Rams, who are the two teams that were last in form, don't even have a first. That was not going to happen. The fact that they get a second, third, fourth, and fifth, and the second and the third are in this year's draft, right?
1: And I mean the that's, fourth.
0: Yeah, that's significant. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, and this is a guy who, what use did the Panthers have for him? None. They're not a good team. They're a rebuilding team. They're going to have a new head coach coming in at some point, you would think, unless they keep Wilkes, which I highly doubt. And, and
1: that won, won by 18 the first game he
0: doesn't play. Which, you know, that seems like more of a reflection on your team than the Panthers, but either way, it's a win. They could have been game plan for McCaffrey, not Chubb Hubbard. I suppose. Uh, they, yeah, they also have Chubb Hubbard, who's solid. So this is a huge win for the Panthers in my eyes. And I wouldn't not call it a win for the Niners. I think they gave up a little bit too much, but I also think that the fact that they were competing with the Rams to get him. Probably made them go over the line and give up an extra pick they probably weren't comfortable with. If I had to guess maybe the third, they didn't want to throw but then they threw that in. That could be the case. But, uh, yeah, this is a good trade for both sides. But I also think the Panthers win this just given the value.
1: Well, in that, they just received two picks for Rob Anderson, so they've gotten six picks for two players.
0: Yeah, and also... You know, you look at a player, for example, like Devontae Adams. The Packers got a first and a second for him. This is like on par with that. I mean, it's not a first, but it's also a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth. And Devontae Adams has been way more consistent and way more healthy than Christian McCaffrey going into that trade. So I understand it for for both sides, but I think the Panthers got plenty in return. I think the people that think otherwise aren't paying attention to the trade market. No, and... With that,
1: those two trades, they rejected their most lucrative offer, which was yeah. for uh, pass rusher out Brian Burns.
0: Now, is Burns worth a first? I'm not totally convinced of that. I think there's a one short offered, list of players that are. One team offered two first-round exactly. picks. Exactly. For I guess he's, I mean, he's young and he's really good, but I feel like the list of guys that I would give up a first-round pick for on the defensive side of the ball is probably like Nick Bosa, T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons. I think that's it. Well, he's only twenty four
1: and he's in the middle of his yeah. fourth NFL season on a deal that he's only getting paid two point four or two point three four million. But he's gonna get paid within
0: the next couple of years. Yeah. He's expected to land a massive extension this offseason. I mean, depending on the situation, if I'm like one of the best teams in the league, I'd probably give up a first, but two firsts is outrageous. And I understand why the Panthers didn't want to do that. I think getting as many picks as they've gotten already for Anderson and and uh, McCaffrey probably helps, but that's a ton to not take. Well, no, and with the,
1: the pass uh market, is, there's going to be Burns, Nick Mosa, Bradley Chubb, and others
0: are also going to be involved in that. Yeah. And we saw one go today who had a great season last year and not so great to start this year, and pretty low. So, so yeah, you could let him, could have taken those two first round picks, but then you're trying to
1: fight for Nick Bosa or Chubb or somebody else to replace him next year.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: and then you have the Colts bench, Matt Rhyme, playing to start. Uh, is it
0: it's Sam, right? Sam Ellinger, yeah. Yeah, the rest of the year. Well, uh, I thought the Matt Ryan thing would go a little bit better in Indy, but uh, he is clearly not good anymore or even close to being good. Just turned the ball over way too much. At what point is this a reflection on Frank Reich, and at what point does he get fired? Because I feel like where they're at right now, this is, what, six quarterbacks under him alone for the last, like, four years, and they've had seven or eight in the last, like, six seasons or five seasons.
1: So, Well, yeah, and even – during the game center, they were calling him out because they had uh, Nahim Hines running the ball inside the twenty, and
0: Jonathan Taylor had only been in on the first two plays of the drive. Yeah, this is simply a situation where they just have not recovered since Andrew Luck retired. Like they just have not found anybody. Like the only guy that the guy that led them to the most success was thirty-eight-year-old uh, Philip Rivers or whatever. So stud. Yeah, I mean, it worked, and the Wentz thing was always kind of like, I doubt that's going to work, but maybe. And then Matt Ryan I thought would work, and that clearly did not. So it's it's a it's a real disaster, and you got to think that they're going to be drafting a quarterback in this draft, unless Ellinger has a great finish this the season, which I don't see happening, but you never know, I guess. But in this league, you, you don't need a star quarterback to win. It helps, but you don't need it. I mean, look at some of the best teams in the league right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts is good. Is he a star? Right? Maybe he's close. Geno uh, Smith. Geno Smith's winning. There you go. Jimmy Marcus, Garoppolo's. Marcus, six six. They've been solid with Mariota. And then you look at players or teams that have a ton of money invested in their quarterback without good results at this point. The Rams, the Packers, the Bucks. It's just it's, <laughs> I knew you had
1: to throw him
0: in. What's well, true? I threw my guy in there too. I mean, it's true. He's going to pay four. a lot more. Well, they're both making you know upwards of what's Brady making? I don't know.
1: 30? Car, cars also on a big contract. Carr,
0: yeah, and they're two and four. Uh, you also have other, I mean, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones are winning games. They're not stars, so, and Cooper Rush won multiple games, so I just don't, especially with the, with if you can get a quarterback that's good and on a rookie contract, you're in a great spot. That's why I think if Fields actually turns out to be good for the Bears, they're going to They could have a really good team around them next year or the year after because they have a ton of gap space and a ton of picks. I think what helps these young players, too, is if you have a pretty good defense. Yeah. I mean, you look at um, what the Patriots have for Mac Jones. Last season, they were a good defense. Uh, You look at, you know, the Jags' defense has had moments this season. The Eagles' defense is great. The Giants' defense is really good. The Jets' defense is really good. So, yeah, I think defense and offensive line – is pretty much where you want to be, and if you don't have that great quarterback, you want to have that running back duo or a good running back, and yeah. So, and then uh, Sunday was National Tight
1: Ends Day. Uh, you had basically the two that started it, in George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. They each ended the game with six catches, 498 yards. Only different ones: Kittle had a touchdown. There you go. I mean, I didn't look it up every tight end stat. But yeah, I can't think of those two play, Those two played each other.
0: Yeah, fitting. It's fitting. Uh, all right, you want to get into the Week 7 recap? No, you have your Oh yeah, your last. Yeah, the Bears uh, traded defensive end Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick, which this says to me, you should have traded him in the offseason because he had the most sacks in Bears history last season, and he hasn't been that great this season. He's been struggling a little bit. He'll only get a fourth. Back. Yeah, I think they'd probably get a second if they traded him in the summer. So... Not great, but also then again, you look the Bears are gonna have a ton of cast space, a ton of picks. I don't I, I don't think that you can say that Fields is the guy yet, but I think you can say that you could probably win with him if you have a good defense and a good I running mean, game. Could they have not sent him to anywhere other than Philly? Well, I mean, I can't think of anybody else who would have been in the mix for him uh that would be heavy on passers, maybe the Chargers, but they already traded Mac there, so they want to do business with the Chargers again. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean makes sense though. That's a good I mean the Eagles defense is loaded already, so this will help. I, I would assume that the Bears defense isn't bad, but Quinn going into a, a better defense with that elite front with Hargrave and Cox on on the in the in the front seven, I think Jordan, will help him. Jordan da- or, Jordan Davis, yeah. Pretty good. This is filling the other
1: end spot from all their injuries. Yeah, they have Derek Barnett is hurt, so that's
0: definitely a notable. And this one.
1: comes days after the Cowboys sign or traded for Hankins.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, All right.
1: Week seven recap. Uh, Thursday night football. You had the Cardinals beat the Saints thirty-two to forty or forty-two to thirty-four. Cardinals turn early turnovers into points.
0: Uh, Saints try to make it really late, but not enough. Couple things, uh, Andy Dalton. Obviously, the two pick sixes not great. Looks like he's still going to start for the Saints this week. Um, and then, how about the fact that a Thursday night game we actually have points? No, I don't think the pick sixes were on him. No, Mark's but
1: about both those balls.
0: Yeah, but you know, it's one of those things that everybody's going to remember from this game, and the camera shot of the guy flipping into the end zone right behind Andy Dalton.
1: Well, I guess not Dennis Allen because he was the one who said. Even though Jameis is ready, he's sticking with Andy
0: Dalton. Yeah, well, that I mean, you could say that they're trying to tank, but I think the Eagles have the Saints pick, so they're not. So the Eagles are in a great spot. I mean, that team is built to win another Super Bowl in the next few years. Uh, you had the Ravens beat the Browns 23-20. to My response is I don't think either one of these teams is good. I mainly say that because the Ravens have blown a ton of leads. They barely win this game. I didn't see a second of this game. I heard that there was a bad call. That screwed the Browns over, and the Browns are two and five. They still have what three or four games without Deshaun Watson, so yeah, it's it's not good for them. But this sets them up to probably be good next season. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know on this really. I mean, I haven't really seen much of either team. I think the Bengals are significantly better than both, even though the Ravens beat the Bengals. I would say I, I don't know if I'd call the Ravens. I think I maybe call them good, but I don't think they're that good. Would kind of be where I'm at on them.
1: And then you had the Panthers beat the Bucks, twenty-one to three. The Bucks' offensive struggles continue, and their defense continues to give up rushing yards, which is supposed to be their best key. And Chuba Hubbard and company ran all over them.
0: It sounds like the Packers and the Bucks are almost the same team right now. But the Bucks are supposed to be getting Ryan Jensen back, which will help the inside of that offensive line. Yeah, this is a weird game. I don't know. I didn't see that much of this one either. Uh, but it seemed like one of those weird divisional games that you, you see every once in a while. I mean, we saw the Saints do it to them a couple times in the past. Um, I figured the Panthers would be due for a big win after they fired Rule since that's usually how it works. They didn't get it against the Rams last week, but they get it here. Didn't you bet on this game? Uh, I don't think I picked this game, no. I think that was a stay-away spot. Yeah, I didn't. Because I, I, my picks, this may be my best picks week ever last week. so We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. Uh, anything else in this game? No. No. Uh, Bengals beat the Falcons 35-17. Burrow and Chase are back. Huge game for Joe Burrow. Uh, the Falcons a little bit com, coming down to earth a little bit here. Uh, The Bengals offense is finally starting to do what they did last season. Um, They should be, you know, they improved their offensive line on paper. They have all the same weapons in front of Burrow, So it seems like the Bengals are starting to get their way back here to being the best team in the division, which they should be. Agreed.
1: Uh, You had the Cowboys beat the Lions 24 to six. Well, this was a snooze fest in the beginning of the game. I believe it was like six, six or six, three forever. Uh, Cowboys defense is dominant in return for
0: Dak. Lions offense coming back down to earth a little bit after a hot start. I mean, did did they have a bye last week? I thought they had a bye last week because if that's the case, they scored six points in two games because they had none against the Patriots. I don't think so. I think there's a little bit of heat for Dan Campbell right now. A little bit from what I've seen. I mean, nobody thought they'd be good, but uh they're what one and five yeah they had a buy so think about this they score 35 36 24 45 and they won one of those games and then the last two games they scored zero and six so i think teams are starting to figure them out a little bit and they're also facing better teams like this is this on
1: dan campbell though or is this on the offensive coordinator
0: uh, I think it's on a little bit of everything. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think, I don't know why anybody thought that they would be like good.
1: Is Swift still hurt too? Uh,
0: that I don't. I think Roz also keep has been
1: hurt the last two games.
0: Yeah, on Swift, Swift, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know. I mean, Jamal Williams has been good for them, so they got that going, but. That didn't have to do much in this game. I mean, the the Cowboys pretty much, their defense dominated. They had two uh, interceptions. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, they they can get after the quarterback, and they did. Parsons had two sacks. Sam Williams, I don't know even know who that is, had two sacks. Donovan Wilson had a sack. So five sacks, two picks, that'll work if you're Dallas. Uh, the Giants beat the Jaguars 23-17. Giants held on. The goal line, big tackle on the goal line at the end. They're now 6-1, and and the Giants just continue to play a little bit of a ball control, clock managing, good defensive game. This one got a little close at the end, but, I mean, they're 6-1, and so I don't really think you could say much other than people are going to look at them and be like, I don't think they're good, but it's working to this point. Yeah. I saw something earlier. It was
1: like this year Saquon's running like this. And it was him, it was either his freshman year or sophomore year returning kickoffs. And he returned the opening kickoff against Ohio State and with untouched.
0: Yeah. He's back.
1: Uh, the Titans beat the Colts 19 to 10. Colts offense is brutal. Titans play ball control. Uh, 30 carries for 108, 28 yards for Derrick Henry. Though things speculation that Tannehill might not be able
0: to play this week, so it could be a league wills week. Could be. I mean, I'll say this. The Titans, things are starting to even out a little bit in that division, kind of what we expected early in the season, except I don't think people thought the Colts would be this bad. Um, but, I mean, the Titans kind of have that winning thing down where they're probably not going to be a dominant team, but they win games. Like last season they were the one seed in the AFC, and they weren't that good like they were good but they weren't like great. So right now they're 4 and 2. They started 0 and 2, right? So four straight wins, I think. Um and like yeah, once again they're 4 and 2, but guess what? Their uh, their point differential is still in the negative. So, you know, that's not really that of a of a 4 and 2 team, but they're also in a bad division where you have A three, three, and one Colts team that's terrible. You have a a two and five Jaguars team that's scrappy but not good, and a terrible one, four, and one Texans team. So things are evening out in that division, though. It's kind of back to where we thought it would be. Me having the Titans defense really worked out for me last week. There you go. And and picks and sacks. If Matt Ryan was still the starter, I would just want the defense that's facing him every week because you're gonna get a couple. No, you never know.
1: One week and then they'll go off and throw for four touchdowns and everything.
0: It's true. You never know. Uh, the Commanders. Oh, yeah. The Commanders beat the Packers 23 to 20. I just I don't have any words. I mean, I don't know. The Packers offense is inconsistent. They can't win. I mean, their defense had a touchdown in this game, would have had another one if the NFL was like, oh, let's just call illegal contact now, because the receiver initiates the contact, the corner touches him past the 10 yards or whatever. Oh, it's legal contact. So that negates the strip sacks. So that was terrible. But then again, the Packers offense just simply can't win. Zero third down conversions. You can't win like that. It's just a lot of miscommunications. Their offensive line was better in this game, I'll say. Uh, their defense, I thought, played well. I don't know what Packer fans expect from their defense when the offense can't stay on the field, so you're just gassing your defense. And Heineke made big plays, I guess. I mean, he. I didn't even look like he was had his eyes open when he was throwing the ball. McLaurin was great in this game made big plays, but I don't know. know. I I almost benched him (laughs) going against Green Bay Secondary. I was
1: like, I don't know if I'm going to start him. Well, I should have sat Gallup because he didn't even get a catch.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Jair Alexander made some great plays in this game, but McLaurin got the best of him a couple times. So you just tip your cap in that situation, and now the Packers seemingly are are running into a buzzsaw against Buffalo on Sunday night. But I also think with the way this season has gone, it wouldn't stun me if they won that game, which – I'm not going to hold my breath on that, but uh, I mean, you look at the lot, the final four in the NFC last year, they're all struggling. So I would assume that the second half of the season will be a little bit of a script. Is there an update on how long Bakhtar is still going to be out? Uh, I'm assuming this week, nobody expected him to be out. So I think next week, I think he could play Sunday night, but I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I almost wanted to go back and rewrite yours since you wrote mine for the Bucks this week. I wanted to go ahead and write yours for this Commanders Packers game. Could have. Uh, the Jets beat the Broncos 16 9. Jets defense is consistently good, shutting down a weak Broncos tech, which was also without Russell Wilson. Doesn't make much of a difference given the
0: way he's played, though. No. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson tried to give this game away, but the Jets survive. Uh, I mean, Jets are winning games, 5-2. and two. <sighs> Some trade speculation with receivers and on both teams in this game, whether it's Elijah Moore and Corey Davis on the Jets side, and some people are talking about Jerry Judy for the Broncos. I don't see them trading him, but you never know. Uh, but either way, there's a lot of heat on Nathaniel Hackett already. Seven games into the season, and they want his job. Well, I mean, there you
1: have – it's just like a top five defense in the league, who are trying to keep them in every game. I'm pretty sure the Broncos have a good defense every year, no matter what. But so I'm getting like I don't know if they've given up more than 20 points,
0: but they can't put any points on the board. Teams also struggle in that altitude on offense. I think I think that's a factor because I feel like there's never really any high scoring games in Denver for the most part. And the Broncos know how to play in it, so it's a big advantage. Uh, Raiders beat the Texans thirty-eight to twenty. The Raiders pulled away with twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. They continued to actually use Josh Jacobs. He had one hundred and forty-three yards and three touchdowns. Raiders just did what they needed to do. So instead of being one and four, they're two and four. So there you go. Congrats. Yeah,
1: this like never would have happened for me last year when I had Josh Jacobs and I drafted him early. They would have gotten down here and to the end. they been like, well, here,
0: you run it. You run it. Well, let's do it here. Josh McDaniels using his running game, Patriots type stuff. Um, you know, the Seahawks beat the Chargers thirty-seven to
1: twenty. Geno Smith, see, Kennedy Walker the third had one hundred and sixty-seven yards for two touchdowns. Herbert has thrown one hundred eight passes in the last two weeks, and I believe Keenan Allen did play for them. I Sunday. think so, yeah.
0: Well, the notable thing for Herbert here is that he's thrown 108 passes and they have not scored very many points. I think he has two touchdowns in those games. So that's not ideal if you're the Chargers, but uh, also the Seahawks. The Seahawks roster is terrible, by the way. Like it's not a good roster on paper. So the fact that they're four and three, I think says a lot about Pete Carroll. Um, a lot of people could say for years, oh, look at the defense, all the defensive coordinator, or Russell Wilson being great. Pete Carroll's winning with, I think, any team that's over 500, they they're the worst roster by far. because
1: well, They still have, have Metcalf, they still have Lockett. But Jamal
0: Adams is out all year. Yeah, and they still have Will Disley. And what player do you look at on the defensive side of the ball where you're like, that's a good player? Because I don't even really see one. I think they have Kobe Bryant, that corner out of Cincinnati that they drafted who's been good. And Jordan Brooks, middle linebacker, who's okay out of Texas Tech. But other than that, it's like... I don't really see that many defensive players where I'm like, oh, man, you got to watch out for that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh known to throw some good schemes out there. That's true. The Chiefs beat the Niners 44-23. I think simply the Chiefs are really good. Mahomes, 423 yards, three touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster had 124 yards. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had 111. Chiefs offense is rolling, uh, and it's going to be them in Buffalo until the end in the AFC, you'd think. Yeah. Uh, Sunday football, you have the Dolphins beat
1: the Steelers, sixteen to ten. Pickett throws three picks, Dolphins back on track, and two is return. Like, I mean, how many times are you just gonna like Pig go out there and just get abused? Like, Trubisky came in and closed that game last week against the
0: Bucks, and they throw Pickett right back out to the Wolves. Yeah, the last pick that he threw, the Steelers were driving down the field with a chance to win the game. And Pickett just I don't know where he's throwing that ball. And he could he should have just run, but he just throws it right at a defender. Uh I don't understand why Trubisky's not playing, but I guess if they're trying to get Pickett in there, season him a little bit. I, I guess I understand, especially since they're not expecting to win. I'd say this Trubisky. one is well seasoned. He's mouth yeah, f- fried. He's well, got like he 100 picks picks. yeah, not great. Not great. Um Monday night football, Bears beat the Patriots 33-14. I don't know why people are that shocked by this. I mean, I feel like If Fields wasn't mobile, then, yeah, I'd be like Belichick's going to eat him up. But if Fields is running like he did in that game, the Patriots don't have the personnel to stop that because they're a team that can just feast on immobile quarterbacks with Judon, which he was good in that game. But I remember we we
1: talked about this about uh, Belichick going to Chicago or playing Chicago at home to pass the record from the bears coach so we thought it was a gimme game for these it's true pats Matt jones <laughs> Matt jones starts and then
0: gets benched yeah after throwing a pick go back to the third string get zeppy yeah i mean the bears ran the ball really well uh fields did fumble four times and threw a pick but um he, when he's running in the open field he's just about as good as anybody at that position so uh yeah i don't know the pats do they have a QB controversy? I don't think so. They're starting Mac Jones this week. I thought Zab. I think Zappy's better right now, but whatever. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. You started Mac Jones last week.
0: Yeah, I think it was more. I think they actually thought about Mac Jones maybe being on a snap count because he's coming back from an ankle injury, and they gave
1: him. Oh, he threw a pick. Yeah, that snap count just uh, went from where it was at to right now, and Zappy comes in, runs a touchdown drive, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're
0: sticking with this guy." Could be, could be. Um, all right, let's uh, go to golf, I suppose. Which... No one in the league's got a sky report on this guy. That's true. Uh, I suppose we shift over to golf, where the season's going to start to get real slow for a while, and then players will start to play again. Yeah, you have the CJ Cup in
1: South Carolina. Winner Roy McElroy won 1.9 million, shot 17 under. Uh, and this coming in you had the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Uh, defending champion Lucas Herbert at
0: Port Royal Golf Course in Southampton, Bermuda. And this is maybe the weakest field of the season. Well, of the, <laughs> picking, of the entire year.
1: Picking the golfers for this. I almost wanted to text you be like, hey, do we want to skip
0: picks for this? Week? We could have skipped. We could have easily skipped. But uh, I was yeah. already
1: going. I was like, I'm done. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball. Cardinals bench coach Skip Schumacher is now the manager of the Miami Marlins. And they also had hitting coach Jeff Albert and pitching coach Mike Maddox step down. So, some roles to fill there. And I guess it's notable that Adam Wainwright is returning for his final season this season. And uh, he's back. So, big news day in St. Louis, I
1: guess. Oh, I we just popped on the buy screen that Yachty is coming back for another year. Yeah, right. <laughs> The battery mates want to continue going. Uh, Playoff-wise, in the NL, you had the Phillies beat the Padres 4-1. to one. And the series of the Padres does not look together at all.
0: Nope. Phillies feel like a team of destiny. I mean, I think they have a real, real chance to, to win this World Series. What are you I guess The at? Astros. I forgot. Uh yeah. Astros beat the Yankees four nothing. They take over New York. Another embarrassing week into the season for the Yankees. So not much more you could say. They're just gonna be like, Oh, we'll bring back Cashman and, and Boone and we'll keep rolling, even though Brian Cashman's about to enter his what twenty fifth season there. So I guess I mean George Steinbrenner would have been on like his seventh GM between now and then if he were still around. But uh I you know, you never I I don't know. I mean After your Bader comment last week, I did
1: see something, I think it was on the Yankees TikTok, it was Bader, and there was was a Spanish lady interviewing him, she asked him what he knew in Spanish, whatever he said was definitely not clean language, she's like, no, 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 but it was funny seeing him with a short hair, because his long hair
0: becomes trademark, he went to New York, had to cut it. Got to clean it up. Yeah, and it wasn't his fault. He was great in the playoffs. So, I mean, he was like the one guy that was a go-to guy. Him and Rizzo were really good for them. But, uh yeah, pretty weak ending with the Yankees. They go out quiet again. They've talked all this smack about the Astros and cheating. They're not cheating now, and they just beat the piss out of you. So, so you got the World Series is set. First game is Friday. this Friday, the 28th,
1: though both CS series ended this past Sunday. So, they get an entire week off. Trying to get the pitchers rested, I guess. Well, I mean, if you the, think best. That, the guy who did who started game four and game five for his team was not whoever starting game one. Yep. So it's Astros and Phillies. And it should be an interesting series, no doubt. Astros definitely the home team, correct? Yep. Can the will the Phillies come from the wild card to win it? Phillies and six. Official prediction right there. Oh, I'm not making that prediction. And you also took who I was going to make him a player of the week, but they also had him listed with five home runs and that was in more than a week.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I'm going Bryce Harper, seven for 16, three runs, one homer, four RBIs, three doubles. And the big thing here is he hit the big home run that pretty much ended the series in game five of the NLCS his biggest moment of his career, probably right there. Uh, and he went to Philly, him and Machado, both went on runs this year. They both were the two guys that signed $300 million deals in that offseason. This when Harper he hit or, it.
1: He bat flipped, kind of pimp walked the entire home run.
0: I don't know. I mean, he hit a lot of them in the postseason. This is the big one, though. He turned and said, like,
1: I'm that guy.
0: Something like that. Yeah, I think he did that.
1: Right, so, yeah. Uh, I went with Philly's left fielder, Kyle Schwarber, 8 for 22, 5 runs, 1 triple, Four home runs, seven RBIs, seven walks. Though sadly, in his fourteen non-hit uh, appearances, he had six strikeouts. Oh, what
0: can you do? He's been very good. I mean, yeah, four home runs in his eight. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, all right, the NHL. Oh, some oh, notes. Whoop whoop whoop. Hang on a sec. Back the truck up. The Gold Glove
1: Award finalists for the NL. Catcher, Matt Nito for the Mets, Travis, uh, how you say the Darno? Right? Yeah. And then JT Realmuto for the Phillies. First base, Matt Olson, Atlanta, Paul Goldsmith, St. Louis, Christian Walker, uh, Diamondbacks, second base, Tommy Edman, St. Louis, Brendan Rogers, Colorado, Drake Cronenworth. Uh, San Diego. Surprise, Jeff McNeil's not on here, but then again, he was more known for his batting this year, not. That's true. Sure. Yeah. Shortstop, Nah, Nas Young Kim, San Diego, Dansby Swanson, Atlanta, Miguel Rojas from Miami, third base, Nolan Arenado, St. Louis, Ryan McMahon from Colorado, and Brian Hayes from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, getting a little shout-out here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Left field, Ian Happ of the Cubs, David Peralta, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Christian Yelich. How's he even in this? Just because it's his last year or something? He
0: he shouldn't be in there.
1: Uh, Center field, Victor Robles from Washington, Trent Grisham, from uh, San Diego, Alex, or Alec Thomas from Arizona. I mean, you think about this, how many Arizona players you've already heard, you think they would have made the playoffs. And Maybe. as as there's almost been a Diamondback Air position, they should be winning the whole thing. Yep. Uh, right field, Mookie Betts, Dodgers Juan Soto, Washington, San Diego. Uh. Dalton Varsho of the Diamondbacks, pitcher Max Freed, Atlanta, Tyler Anderson, Dodgers, Corbin Burns, Milwaukee, Utility, Brandon Donovan, St. Louis, Tommy Edmond, St. Louis, Dalton Varsho from the Diamondbacks. I didn't know you'd get nominated in multiple positions. I didn't know that either. So Tommy Edmund, he's nominated in second base and utility, and then also you had uh, Varsho from right field and utility
0: for the Diamondbacks. I think Edmund's got a good chance to win them both. Because just it's one per slot, correct? Yeah. So now on to your hockey. All right. Uh, Golden Knights, Phil Kessel. The NHL's new Iron Man, 990 straight games played. That dates back to November 3rd, 2009. And he also scored his 400th career goal in the game last night against San Jose. So shout out to Phil Castle, who is nothing like anybody else. He's never sent out or never been hurt or anything? Nope. And if he was, he played through it. So bizarre that he's the guy, but there you go. Hates water. Doesn't even look like an athlete, but hey, good player. Uh, your, your team Bruins, your favorite player in the NHL, Brad Marchand is set to return earlier than expected, likely in November off season shoulder surgery. Wasn't expected back until Thanksgiving, but the Bruins have been good without him. A lot of people down on the Bruins this year, but Hey, knowing Jim Montgomery, the way that I have in St. Louis. Yeah. I thought that they would be a playoff team. I didn't think they'd be, I mean, it's still a lot of time. I didn't think they'd be like, you know, top of the Atlantic, which I don't think they will be, but you could
1: start this could check get the lines too because the top line is now totally different because pasta' is playing on the second line the top line is the top line is all Canadians with uh Berge and I can't remember his wingman the second one is all Czech players with Krejci and pasta and I forgot their third winger Pavel zaka yeah, so the first two are all based on uh, their home countries. A lot will change when uh, – Yeah, when Marshy gets back, you don't yeah. know if it goes back to Bergie Marshy, and Pasta, or if, if Pasta keeps his hot streak going and they
0: keep him with Krejci. They could. They certainly could. Uh, all right. Sends Josh Norris. Could be out for the season with shoulder injury. Sign an eight-year extension in the offseason. Very good young player. Hopefully he's not out for the season, but it would be a big blow to a Cinder's team that was looking to be a little bit better this season, and this would not help. Uh, then I just want to throw this in there, maybe do this every week or every two weeks just uh, to get an idea where we're at. I probably should have put team points leader as well. Maybe I'll do that next week. Uh, but uh, notable league leaders as of October 26th, points leaders. It's a four-way tie for 12 points between Valerie Nachuskin from Colorado, David Pasternak from Boston, are Timmy Panarin from the New York Rangers, and Jesper Brat. The New Jersey Devils all have 12. Goal-scoring leaders, it's uh, Valeri Nechuskin, Andrei Svechnikov of Carolina, Steven Stamkos of Tampa all at seven. Two-way tie for assists at nine between Jesper Bratt of New Jersey and Nikita Kucherov of Tampa. Wins leader is your goaltender, Linus Allmark, from Boston at five, and then save percentage leader, Craig Anderson actually has the best save percentage, but he's only played two games. So I threw in Jake Ottinger, who's played all the games for Dallas, at 9.53. And uh, next week I'll put team points later as well. Um, let me just add that now just so I, I have it. to
1: switch that every week. Yeah, One I H- can do that. okay yeah. second week teams.
0: Yeah, I could try to do that. Uh, we'll see. But uh, now we go over to college football, top 25. One through five stays the same. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson. One through six, actually.
1: Yeah, six actually stayed the same as well with Alabama. TCU up one to seven. Oregon up two to eight. Oklahoma State up two to nine. USC up
0: two to ten. And then you had uh, Wake Forest up three to 11. UCLA, after getting destroyed by the Ducks, they're down three to 12. Penn State up 3 to 13, Utah up 1 to 14, and Ole Miss drops 8 to 15.
1: Yeah, and I have a feeling Penn State's dropping this week.
0: Yeah, that feels like a complete blowout, but I guess you never know.
1: Uh, Syracuse dropped 2 to 16, Illinois up 1 to 17. LSU goes from being unranked all the way up to 18, surpassing the other teams who have been ranked prior. There you go. Kentucky stays put at 19, Cincinnati up 1 to 20.
0: All right, uh, 21 North Carolina up one, my guys. Uh, Kansas State drops five to 22. Tulane up two to 23. NC State drops one to 24. And South Carolina unranked, to number 25. I don't know how LSU beating
1: Ole Miss, and they were the favorite to win, jumps this high up in the rankings. The polls never make sense. It's just it's just a fact. Well, um, I mean, we talked about earlier in the year when you had like the teams at the top winning.
0: And dropping true. All right, the picks. Let's do the picks. Last week for me, mm. six and two in college football, six and two in the NFL, didn't get a golfer, went one and one in the NHL, two and zero oh in the NBA. That is good for what? Let me do the quick math 12, 15 and four on the week. So big week for
1: me, surprisingly. I was four and four in college football, three and five in the NFL. Which what didn't I? I had the Dolphins minus seven. They won sixteen to ten. I had the Steelers. So ha, uh, big one. And then I went one and one in the hockey and one and one in the NBA. I thought the Nets over the Pelicans was a shoe in. They got destroyed.
0: Yeah, that was not a good uh, good game for them and at all.
1: Did, did not finish with a golfer. I had John Rahm to win. He did tie for fourth, and everything else was tied for thirty fourth and higher.
0: Ba- big bounce back. Gotta have a big bounce back coming this week. We'll start with the golf tournament. Which let's just get through this as quickly as possible because my God, there is nobody. Uh, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship from Port Port Royal Golf Course in Bermuda. Who you got uh, to win? I have Seamus Power at plus twenty five hundred,
1: Alex Smalley at plus three thousand, and Sh Kim at plus three
0: thousand. I'm going Grayson Sig and Justin Lauer at plus 3000 and then Sam Ryder at plus 7000. Uh top 5, Steven
1: or Steven Yeager at plus 750 and Will Gordon as uh, my top 10 at plus
0: 450. I'll go uh, the Illinois alum, Nick Hardy, top five, plus 650, and Seamus Power, plus 275,
1: top 10. I didn't know you were going to make Seamus Power your top 10 and really trying to homer this trying golf Trying to pick.
0: get one, trying to get one. Didn't get one last week, got two the week before that, trying to get back on track. Uh, all right, let's do the NBA picks for tonight. Uh, I have the
1: 76ers minus two over the Raptors, which is questionable, and the
0: Trailblazers plus two and a half over the Heat. I will take the Bucks minus three and a half against the Nets and the Nuggets minus five against the terrible Lakers. Uh NHL tomorrow.
1: Uh, I have the Capitals plus one ten over the Stars, which should be a good matchup. And then the Kraken minus one twenty-five over the
0: Canucks, who have yet to get a win. Couple of a couple of big swing games. I'm taking the stars minus one thirty and the Canucks plus one hundred five. So <laughs> there's like eight games tomorrow. We pick the exact same. But I know, the opposite. if
1: we would have went tonight, like we did last week. We would have three games. three games you know. again. We do our normal Thursday night picks, and you happen to pick the opposite hey, of my games. Big swing games here. That's a good thing. I big wouldn't take games. the Bruins, but they were like minus 225 or 255. And I don't like taking those big odds. I didn't want to take the Blues on a back-to-back, so it all makes sense. I mean, uh, I took the Blues. I just don't like those big
0: odd ones, like where someone true. say, gimme picks. That's true. Uh, college football, power five games. For week nine, uh, I
1: got in the ACC. I have Syracuse minus two and a half over Notre Dame. As do I. Uh, Big Twelve. I have Baylor plus two and a half over Texas Tech. I have Oklahoma minus one at Iowa State. Those are minus one. Yeah, I thought that was the eleven. That's why I didn't even look at that. Was game. it eleven? I don't know. You may well, want to look at that. Oklahoma's not good though. But yeah, go go ahead. I'll give it a look. Uh, Big Ten. I have Iowa minus eleven over Northwestern.
0: Uh, naturally, I have Rutgers plus fourteen at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I thought you might went with Illinois there. No, I I, I think that that number is a little bit high for a road game, but you never know. It is uh, Oklahoma only minus one. Yes, oh, shows you where Oklahoma is at.
1: I, mean, I thought it was eleven, so I stayed away from that game. <laughs> uh, Pac twelve. I have Utah minus 7 over
0: Washington State, which is a Thursday night game. I have the Ducks to continue to roll, minus 17 at Cal. Uh, SEC,
1: I have Ole Miss minus 2 over Texas A&M, a little bounce-back game after losing
0: to LSU. I have Ole Miss as well. And there's a lot of heat on uh, Jimbo right now at Texas A&M, so that could get ugly. Uh,
1: There are three primetime games. You have number 2, Ohio State. At number 13, Penn State. Ohio State
0: is a 15 and a half point favorite. I think this could be pretty similar to the Michigan game for Penn State, where they keep it pretty close in the first half, despite they looked horrible in the first half, but kept it close with a couple late opportunities. And I think Ohio State probably wins this game by three scores. I'm rolling with my Nittany Lions just to cover the spread at we'll plus see. 15. Now. They could. I mean, they're due to, you know, Ohio State's due to have a real close. They haven't had any close games since week one against Notre Dame. So.
1: Every, it's like every other year, Penn State gives them a good game. You have the block punt win. Uh, game two, you have number nine, Oklahoma State, versus number 22, Kansas State. Kansas State is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Once again, Oklahoma State is the underdog, even though they're the, the higher-ranked team. I'm going to take Oklahoma State plus the one-and-a-half all day. As am I. And lastly, number 13, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. Tennessee is a
0: 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, one thing I'm worried about here is the health of Will Levis, the quarterback for Kentucky. If he's playing and healthy, which I think he is, I like Kentucky plus 12-and-a-half. I think Tennessee probably wins the game, but I also think they're due for a close call because last week they were playing UT Martin, which that's going to be hard to wake up for if you're Tennessee. You just killed Alabama. Alabama. You're probably going to come out sluggish against UT Martin, even though UT Martin's not good. But you might come out a little sluggish, and they destroyed them. So Tennessee's been been aces all year. I'm going to take Kentucky to cover the number, though. I'm taking Tennessee. Not a, it's, it's a good decision, probably. I'm probably going to regret that because Kentucky's been pretty brutal. But maybe it's I'll my go. time. Maybe it's my week to have a good numbers. Could be. Could be. All right, uh, NFL Week Eight. Uh,
1: start Thursday Night Football. Ravens at Bucks. Bucks are a one-point
0: favorite. Going to go with the Bucks. Uh, the Ravens don't close games. You have got to think something's got to give with the Bucks, the Packers, the Rams, and the Niners. So I think the Bucks get a win this week. As much as I want the Bucks to win, and I hope they win, for hopeful
1: picks, I'm taking the Ravens plus one. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I think uh, Lamar's rushing attack could affect them. They could cover all day, but they still got to be able to cover him. True. And they haven't had the best of pass rushes this season. And as shown last week, can't do much with the run. Could be an issue in this game. Uh, Five Sunday picks. I have the Jags minus 2.5 over the Broncos. Eagles minus 10.5 over the Steelers. Jets plus two and a half over the Patriots. Saints plus one and a half over the
0: Raiders. And the Commanders plus two and a half over the Colts. I'll take the Jags minus two and a half against the Broncos in London. I'll take the Patriots, who have won 12 in a row against the Jets, minus two and a half. Give me the Bears plus nine and a half at the Cowboys. I think they're due for a close game or a bad loss. Seahawks minus three against the Giants. And the Rams plus one and a half against the Niners. I looked at that Giants game and the way they've been playing – I didn't know about it. I'm just going to guess that they're going to lose at some point, and this could be the one. Why not?
1: Uh, Sunday Night Football, you have the Packers at the Bills. The Bills are an 11-point
0: favorite. I would love this to get this game over with at noon. I, I hate that this is a Sunday Night game, but it also helps my expectations have never been lower. Uh, so until the Packers can prove to me that they can hang with good teams and, and maybe win, I'm going to take the Bills minus 11.
1: I took the Packers plus 11
0: <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be stunned if they somehow won this game, but it just doesn't Man, I'm not saying they're winning it. I'm well, just hoping they keep it close to an eleven. Yeah, who knows?
1: Maybe they. Maybe will. maybe Colt McCoy comes in the game a little early, putting they put it on cruise control. Could be that. Could be the case. Uh, and then May Night Football, you have the Bengals at the Browns. Bengals are a three and a half point favorite.
0: Yeah, I think the Bengals are hitting their stride. I'm going to take the Bengals minus three and a half. I'm taking the Browns plus the three and a half. I like the pick. You never know. I think a lot of people are going to be heavy, heavy Bengals in this game, so I could see it going either way. Uh, so at, all right. At, at Cleveland, Miles Garrett actually had a full week of practice syndrome. Yep. All right. The next time that we do this, it will be November. So sports mashup number 84. We'll see you then in November. Goodbye. Deuces.